Bookers, come on down! You have stumbled upon a pot of word salad at the bottom of a sometimes inappropriate rainbow. At the controls are indie authors Sintra Sullivan, Kay Banning Kellum, and David Atherton Cooper. I'd like to say they know what they're doing, however, as the official voiceover guy, I have sworn an oath of fealty. Welcome to the What the Book podcast, where scripts and pants are optional. Hey, bookers, here we are again. God, I love our intro. Of course, it's me, Sintra. I've got uh, the beautiful and handsome Caleb uh, K. Banning Callum and uh, our gorgeous David Atherton Cooper with us again. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hey, 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 the beautiful and handsome Caleb is here to serve. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, look, right off the bat, boys, right off the bat, I am going to put up a warning. This is not safe for work, probably not safe for ch- – oh, it's definitely not safe for children, probably, probably really not safe for anything without earphones. So, bookers, put in your headphones because there's, there's got a language that you might not want you know, anybody else to hear. Yeah, so warning. We's about to get dirty, y'all. We's going to be talking about booties and penises and fetishes. We going to be getting dirty. We might even talk about some scat. Y'all know what scat is? Yeah, y'all don't want to know. There's, no. <laughs> there's going to be the S word, the C word, the F word, the Q word, the P word, the B word, okay, all so, of it. So people, put in your headphones and don't come to us going, oh, you said dirty word. We're warning you now. Dirty words are going to happen. So Tune out or tune yeah. in, whatever you choose. Right, yeah, so we're talking uh, romance versus erotica. And I am talking from the back seat of my car again, so prepare for me to get all hot and sweaty in multiple ways. Um, all right. <laughs> it's on. So romance versus erotica. Um, the definitions mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, we, uh, we've asked the people, we've put up some posts, we've got some great responses. Uh, I, I thank you very much for the people who took the time to reply to both the What The Book podcast Twitter page and, of course, our personal posts that we put up regarding it. Uh, you have no idea how much it means to the three of us that you respond, you interact, you give us feedback. Uh, it drives us forward. It drives this podcast forward. Yeah, we're addicted to you, so keep it coming. Um, and we're we're taking bets on who blushes first. So <laughs> I'm I'm betting it's not going to be Caleb. <laughs> well, you're damn right. Look, if y'all don't don't bet that I'm going to do it, because look, goddamn, you'd be losing your money on that shit. And right now, I'm trying to help everybody <laughs> save their money. <laughs> it's going to come down to that little me. And honestly, I think I'm losing mm-hmm. money. I don't know. All right, so it's not like there's going to be a public forfeit that you're going to have to pay when you're the first blush after all's intro. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just my street cred. It's my street cred. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with it? Um, well, let's talk about let's break it down here now. Y'all know what the word erotica comes from, it comes from the word erotic, all right, and that's uh, that comes from the uh, mythological being eros, eros. right. And what it means, translated from Greek, is sexual love. So what that tells me, kicking things right off, is this. Romance, all right, does not necessarily need sex to be romance. You can have a romantic, sweet little story there, like all your Disney stories have that romantic element, but they ain't knocking boots on film, and you still get it. 
Whereas erotica, you got to have that sexual love, baby. You got to have, or at least the sexual. I don't really think the love part's as important as the sexual part. I think you can hate fuck each other so long as you're getting down and dirty. What say you two? But erotica still needs some emotion to it. Otherwise, it's just porn. Porn goes out the other, the other end. So for me, yeah, on that scale, romance is about feelings and emotions and there's love and whether it's requited or unrequited or whatever it is. And for me, you can have sex in romance if it's incidental to the whole purpose, the whole purpose being to tell about love. Whereas erotica is that wonderful middle middle section where it gets physical it's going to get sweaty and dirty it may be quite yeah. graphic we're going to get physical all up in the middle section the terminology is going to be different in a romance if you were going to talk about sex it, you know it, it would be alluded to there'd be a fade to black moment you don't even maybe even name all the parts or you'd use euphemisms whereas with erotica you're going to have to be reasonably explicit. You're going to have to call it a cock. You're going to have to call it a pussy, whatever it is. Cocks and pussies. But when you bring the other C word in, you're probably into porn. Particularly for Americans, I guess. I'm out. Sintra, you disagree? No, I need a fan already. I swear to God. I'm not equipped for this discussion. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't get uh. in the back seat of my car. Rightio. So I put up a visual aid on my page, which was the ice cubes versus the ice cock. Anybody who follows me knows my ice cock challenge at my freezer at work. Makes fantastic ice cocks. I have a battle going on with a friend who also has a contributing freezer. So the, the different story, the, um, you guys have seen Dumb and Dumber, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. You do know that this is a this is this is a WHS hazard <laughs> you're promoting here. No, but it's so sexy. Go on and say it. I love it. So the the fact that romance, if I put the two up in a visual aid, which I did, that the ice cubes would represent a, a romantic story to me. It's sweet. It's it's titillating to a degree, but it's still classy and sensual. The the big girthy ice cock that I'm holding in my hand that that just goes to another level of oh god you go get it bitch so there's there's a difference to me very clear in the intention if you're going to write a story with um, a sexual connotation to it or a sexual element to it uh, is your intention if your intention is to um, display or get the readers to connect on an emotional level with your characters and the the journey through love, then that's going to be a romance. It could be a steamy romance. You could have a little sex scene or a couple sex scenes in there. That's no biggie. It's still going to fall under a romantic genre. But as soon as you start to lessen the importance of the story and increase the level or detailed graphic level of the sex, uh, now you're you're going into an erotic novel. Uh, when you lose the story altogether and it's just like, hey, get your clothes off, we're getting dirty, you're getting porn. Uh, porn's one, there's only one reason that we have porn and that's for, you know. Uh, yeah, mass- spanking, sorry, spanking the monkey, baby, reasons. that's right. Shit. Massive baby reasons porn. to have porn. Or, Choking a chicken, hell yeah. 
or you know, not yeah. only you know, porn's not only just there for masturbation. A lot of couples use it for fueling their own desires. You know, porn porn has its place. Not not going to dog on the porn. Yeah, you can dog. also make your own porn. Some couples can just put the camera up there and make their own shit. That's called the amateur stuff. They got a whole category for that too on there. Exactly. But when we're talking, but surely that that's just hours of really bad bedheads and and bedroom decorating yes. as a background to whatever's going on. You, you lose sight of what's happening. You're just looking at these poor people's bedrooms, going, "Dude, get somebody in." Now look hey. at this. They got a Pornhub account on there called Fun Aussie Couple. I'm looking <laughs> at you two, and it's like a it's like a fetish. Oh. It's a fetish marriage where this woman's like the dominatrix and the husband's like the slave. And she'd be doing all kind of crazy shit to this man. Look, I was doing research for this podcast. That's all it was. <laughs> Thankfully, I could do right. it with one hand, you know? All right, boys, boys, boys. Uh, left-handed websites, Let's always good. Off Pornhub. Off. Back, to, back to the books, boys. I'm trying to get on Pornhub. <laughs> on my post regarding the ice cubes and the ice cocks, um, one, one comment that really sort of made me giggle was from Ro, Rowan Elliott, uh, at Rowan Elliott, uh, at Rowan J. Elliott, actually. And he said, any, if, any of, if any description includes the word surging, you've got an erotica novel. And I thought, oh, God, I haven't. I've never used the word surging in a book ever. Uh, and, and I kind of like the note. I like the word. Surging. I think he used a little bit of <laughs> on that one right there. I think you can use surge in just about all kind of shit. Like, you could have a surging heart. You're just Girl. so in love. Your heart's just surging with emotion. I mean, come on now. I'm thinking he's talking cock. But sure, whatevs. Now, also... Big throbber. What I do love, uh, one of my favorite authors on Twitter, I adore this woman with everything that I am, EJ Dawson, um, uh, at EJ Dawson author. Of course, she wrote, Romance implies a more emotional connection with a one and only or happy ever after whereas erotic contains a possibility that this might not be true be a say a happy for now only ending and there is more way uh there can be more than one partner of course uh i I don't necessarily agree with that notion from her right i think she i mean the explanation's okay but i think it's very reductive um i like this one right here from our very own good friend jaylen watkins y'all check her out jaylen watkins one we love jay Uh, Yes, we do. She says, I think there's different spectrums of the same medium and interpretations based on individual levels of sensitivity to romance and sex. The way I always describe it, if I can put my smart hat on for two seconds here and try to sound like a writer for once, I'll put it to you like this. Romance is characters impacting and defecting environment or, you know, plot, whatever, versus erotica, which would be environment and plot affecting characters. So, you know, uh, to put it in a very simple term, you know, romance is boy meets girl. And the story between that is boy meets girl, girl falls in love with boy, boy falls in love with girl, blah, blah, blah. The descriptions, like you said, can fade to black when it comes to the sex. The most important thing that the reader wants to take home is the fact that they done got together at the end. Or maybe they realize that they wasn't right for each other. Or if you really want to get depressing into the walk to remember category, somebody fucking dies. Now, erotica... It's like, it don't matter. Boy, don't meet girl, whatever. It's what girl does to boy or boy does to girl. And it, it's very less important. You don't have to know their names. You just have to know, like, person getting bent over with the strap on. That's all you really got to know about them. So, and I think you can go into much more visceral description with erotica. It's just more fun, in my opinion. 
I was going to write one or the other. But you st- you're always going to get the people who are going to get completely wound up about whatever it is. So, sure, if, if you're writing for a specific market, if you're going to write a Mills and Boone, there's rules you're going to follow. There's going to be a happy ever after, or at least a happy for now, blah, 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 et cetera. But you, you, can't, you can part the pink curtains any way you like. <laughs> they're going to meet. They're going to meet in talk? the middle somewhere. It's a spectrum. It's not a... It, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. It's You can have a graphic, erotic scene in a piece of writing that otherwise focuses on romance. And the purists would say, well, it can't be a romance because it's got dirty words in. And the erotic purists would go, well, what's all this emotion rubbish? But, but see, everything sits somewhere along a line. And so you know, trying to define one end of the spectrum from another helps because it yeah, lets you work out, well, if I'm going to query this to an agent, who am I going to approach? What sort of stuff they publish? But at the end of the day, you, you're writing stuff that you know, gets your own juices flowing, sure, but he's there to get the reader excited and interesting and involved in whatever it is you're doing, sure. Uh, look, if you're, if you're pitching a book, you any book is pitching a book, guys, if you are pitching a book, do your research on the agent that you are pitching it to. Do not pitch an erotica book to a romance agent. It is never, ever going to get picked up. You must oh, look do here. research on where you pitch it. Can't stress that enough. It doesn't matter what book it is. Doesn't matter what genre it is. Do your research. Okay, back on topic. Uh, to here me, go a smart man. one. Just will. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to read another tweet here, but go right on ahead there. Okay, just a quickie. Just a quickie. A little quickie. Um, a quickie, yeah. Romance to me makes my heart beat. Erotica makes me slide off the seat. There's two differences nice. for me. And I write. Damn, that was. That, that's beating something else. Yes. <laughs> God damn, that was well put, Central Holy Shit. I can see why you, uh, where you at, man. That's some yeah. clever damn thinking right there. I do my one thing. of them. <laughs> like now, here's another smart person though, that said something smart. Jess Wilburn at Wilburn underscore JD said, "If you can change the sex scenes to and then they have sex without affecting your story, it's a romance. If not, it's erotica. That's damn well put, there, Jess. Yeah, nicely said. I agree with her." Absolutely, because you know, in erotica, your sex is going to drive your story. You gotta have it. It has to. It's what erotica is. Yeah. If it's Damn in romance, it. then the love, the connection, has to drive your story. The sex is irrelevant. Now, of course, you get the midstreams, which of course is your sexy or steamy romance. Say, for instance, one of my favorite all-time authors, uh, J.R. Ward, with her Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Uh, God, I love the boys. Now they have it's it's a, a an intense story. It's an intense series, but the sex scenes she writes are smoking hot. Um, so she, even though if you took the sex scenes out of context and just strung them all together, you'd get an erotica book. But put them in the context within a story, uh, you've got a steamy romance. Now, how about this? Mm-hmm. Though? One is you can put erotica into a romance and still, at the end of the day, have a romance. Absolutely. Um, but you, uh, and, and I guess that could also work with erotica, of course. I mean, Exit to Eden, for example, had romance and erotica. Uh, but at the same time, erotica can still be pure. It never needs the romance at all. Erotica can enhance 
romance, whereas romance does not necessarily have to be there to enhance erotica, if that makes any sense to y'all. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And and this this thing, so uh, looking at, we put a tweet out earlier on about this episode of the podcast um liz eden responded um at liz underscore eden and she says she writes erotica that includes um a lot of character development which can be romantic so she's putting it although her purpose is this is an erotic piece of writing there's there's romance underpinning it she says she likes to include a lot of the why with the what and that kind of resonates with me i thought romance is to me more about the why and erotica is more about the what. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like we're kind of going down into the Larry Flint territory here when he challenged the Supreme Court in the United States there to define pornography, and they really couldn't. It's impossible to define what pornography is. And I think that might be kind of where this hiccup with separation between romance and erotica. When you're trying to actually figure out what makes erotica stand alone it becomes very difficult because it's very hard to define that Um, elements of erotica can be sprinkled into a vanilla situation as a form of character development you know boring you know boring office worker steve comes home and gets uh pegged up the behind by his wife can still be a story about steve and his wife with just a little something extra in there to kind of you know spice up the reader's uh imagination a bit there was a comment on, I don't have it, David's got the page up in front of him. I'm sure it was on our uh, What the Book podcast page. There was a comment from mm-hmm. an author who, um, God, I hope I can find the author's name, uh, who said that her editor, um, Clay, or, you know, said that her sex scenes were definitely erotic feel or an erotic sex scenes, but the romance or the book was a vanilla romance. And I'm like, I love the fact, and, and I love the fact that you can get both within one, but it also creates a confusion to the reader, to the authors, uh, when you're trying, you know, you've written a book and you try to um, put it into a category and it can fit a multitude of categories. I did have a little uh, tit for tat with another author who who said that um, romance, you know, it has to have a happy ever after, and I don't believe that they do. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not a rule person. I don't like rules. I'm a rule breaker when it comes to genres. So uh, exactly. if you want to write an erotic scene and put it in a vanilla romance, I say do it. It can still be a vanilla romance. Well, here's want. the thing, though. Like Speaking for somebody that's got a little bit of experience in the kink scenes back in the day, yeah. um, I can tell you. Oh, yes, I do. We'll save some of this for the second half, but I'm somewhat of a subject matter expert on some of these elements. Um, most of the people, as long as it's consensual, it's all good. You're right. Um, most of the people who are into kink, into the kink lifestyle, are vanilla as shit in real life. Like they, mm-hmm. somebody who's a dominatrix is not walking around kicking people in the shins all day, getting off on it. They have regular jobs, sitting behind desks, doing whatever. And then they do their little shit on the side. And it's not, it, it doesn't define, you know, everything. So, um, you know, we can tell a few stories about my kink days, you know, um, into the second half, if y'all want to know a little bit of behind the scenes shit. But yeah, everybody I met in it, when you go to like those S&M parties, and when you go to those kind of like, you know, those kink scene parties, these people, it's not like in the movies. 
It ain't a whole bunch of like just goddamn beautiful little nymphs bouncing around in there. No, a lot of them is like, like a lot of them are old for one thing. That surprised the shit out of me. But a lot of them is like over fucking sixty. Um, and it's just a little thing they do, and it, they don't go through their day to day like with nipple clamps on or some shit. Nah, but they that's their little relief. That's all. That's their little not every day, surely. And one of just the... on a, just on the days in with why. <laughs> one of the comments on on the post was from oh now her name does it do either of you speak French because I can't pronounce her handle. Uh, um, the at Coco Essence is her handle. I can't. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the first. I did try uh, and do, do your best. If I tried to do it, I would fuck it up. So I'm going to go at Coco Essence, and she defined the two differences as romance. Uh, where the love has got to be built, it's defined through a general compo- uh, component, and erotica, where it, o- it already involves the motivation, the sexual desire is already there. There's no build up. Um, petit je ne sais is quoi. that the one? Um, petit je yeah, ne sais that's quoi. the one. God, I love it. It sounds so sexy. Uh, you know, it's an erotic name all of its own. Uh, but David uh, is like the classiest motherfucker on his show. I swear isn't, to God. He? isn't he? Isn't <laughs> he? Uh, actually her her tweet about mental orgasms is really quite special so mental orgasms come on i'm about to go check this person out real quick i'm jumping over to the one david's looking at i'm sorry you're on your own i love that that david's a classy one caleb's a kinky one and Cintra's the one sweating it out in the back seat of her fucking car Cintra the sweaty one but isn't that cute we all have our roles (laughs) that's great oh god help me um Oh, there was one another comment while you two were looking at that one. Jennifer Nicole. God, I love her. I've read her books. Totally. I was going to read her. Uh, it's at J uh, E Nicole writes, and she went, "Okay, man, I may regret this, but I feel that erotica is porn for smart people." Ah, oh, I get it. Ooh, I like that. You know, oh, I like that. The, the, the person who wants a little bit more to their story than just a wang bang. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I like, yeah, well, you got to kind of be a creative person to kind of like, you know, get into erotica. You got to really like, look, you can't just be all like, let's go have sex in the back of my Mustang. Nah, you, you into kink, you into creativity. You be thinking about shit like I want you to string me up and whoop my ass with a goddamn paddle. Yeah, I mean, it takes some fucking imagination to be into erotica. Exactly. So it's erotica for smart. Oh, it's porn for smart people is erotica. And I loved it. I thought, you know, Damn I can't right fucking work is. with that one, darling. Hmm. Because to me, the, the difference between you know, just pure porn and erotica is erotica has a story. It has characters. doesn't need a lot. It could still be pretty hardcore, but it's, it's still, there is a hint of a story. Um, if you've ever read any of uh, Rebecca Ridge's stuff, um, at Author Ridge, she was uh, on the podcast here a few weeks ago. Um, they are not just scenes, they're stories. They, she hints at relationships and what's going on. Just enough that it it isn't it isn't porn. It's definitely erotic, uh, and, and it's a, an interesting balance. She writes. Both Speaking of, about Rebecca Ridge, yeah, um, she uh, yeah. she commented on here talking about the word "come," talking about spelling it. Say "come" is in C O M E versus "come" C U M. At Author Ridge, y'all check out Rebecca Ridge. She's one of my favorite human beings. She says, "Also for me as well, the use of the word "come." I hate to use the spelling. C-U-M, but it fits better in erotica. In romance, I would use come, you know, spelled traditionally, C-O-M-E. 
And I get that because it's like, you know, romance is you're looking for that proper spelling of shit and blah. You know, erotica is like, man, we all know what cum is. Just goddamn fucking spell it the way we need to see it. Spell it the way you would on Pornhub. If you're trying to look up, you know, you know, cum, C-U-M. I love, I love Rebecca. Trust me, I would hump her leg in a, in a heartbeat. But, but, sweetheart, come has come to me. Come, C-O-M-E, it's a direction. It's it's a traveling factor to oh, it. It travels all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It has velocity. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and look, unless you're writing porn, I spell it correctly or... or or come up with no. other words. No, I like what she's saying. I think you need to, sp- uh, like I said, erotica is visceral as shit, man. Like, look, you might need to write it, spell it the same way you'd write it on the inside of a bathroom stall. If you want to come, call for a good time. You know, like I'm saying, you got to get down to the basics. Yeah, but, no, but what I'm saying, though, if I'm writing a sexy, I don't write erotica, I, I don't know if I could handle it because I would probably need. Uh, Aircon on at about ten degrees and a few fans in directional areas to keep me cool enough. For and from what you've told us, you'd want cutlery too. But you know. <laughs> but um, if I'm writing a steamy scene in a romance novel or even in one of my, you know, uh, paranormal, because my boys like to get it on, it's all good. Um, come as come, C U M. I don't care unless I'm talking about them coming into a room. Come is come. There is no other way of spelling it to me. I get the difference that Rebecca's talking about. Just on a personal level, it's C-U-M and only C-U-M, no matter what type of book I'm writing. Unless it's a kid's book, in which case it's C-O-M-E, because you shouldn't be talking about the other shit anyway. Mm. Indeed. There was, actually, just, just talking about the sort of the language that the people use, uh, DC Ballard author, at DC Ballard 7, put, uh, what for me is really, <laughs> it, this kind of sums it up nicely for me. Um, there's several tweets, but in the middle it says, uh, you've actually got to, if you're going to write a good sex scene, you've got to actually be quite good at writing. Writing good sex is a skill in balancing something that requires some level of, and um, they sort of suggest purple prose with sensation and sense. So, you know, the temptation, and we've all seen and cringed at the writing that talks about you know, a, a, the, the violent morass of turgid, purple headed warriors and quivering love tunnels. <laughs> You've you've broken Caleb's golden rule at that point. You have lost reader immersion <laughs> because you've lost the plot. If you're going to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, if you're going down that vein, even if it's a throbbing vein, said, you've <laughs> got to keep the reader involved. Otherwise, it just gets silly. The last thing you would want to do if you're writing a romance or an erotica it is be laughed at, sure. Oh, I am totally what? out of my league with you. Here's, here's a good exercise for that. Going off what David just said, I think I got a good exercise for all the aspiring erotica writers out there. All right. Go look at some porno. Now check it out. I think when he talks about breaking immersion, when you're writing erotica, think about it like when you're looking at a porno, right, and you're about ready, you at your point. And then it cuts to a goddamn close-up or some shit like that. And you're like, oh, my God, this is where I'm coming on the part where it's like a fucking close-up of the guy's dick? No! <laughs> and it's too late. Or worse, his beard. Don't go there. Yeah, it's like, no, don't, don't, don't change scene. Keep a static camera. Fuck, no. Every time, no matter how hot you get, it's going to zoom in on that goddamn ball sack. And for whatever reason, it times it perfectly with when it's like, oh, shit, here we go. So, yeah, that's breaking immersion right there. You just ruined fucking 10 minutes of good goddamn fapping shit. 
I don't know if I'm blushing more or I'm crying more or one of them. Oh, fuck, it's hot in the backseat of my car, I tell you. Jesus. Um, all right, boys, we're going to we're gonna break right about now. We're going to um go see our guest author today. Uh, see Pels. Oh, she writes erotica. Mm-hmm. She is a former mistress. Uh, oh, God, she was beautiful to listen to. And something that... Something that I want you to make sure that you that you you hear when you hear her interview is that when she writes her book, something or books, there's many many of them um, that you make that she makes sure that it is uh, consent consent positive. positive. That's the word consent positive, meaning that everything that happens within her books are between consensual adults, and I think that is super, super important to realise that we are not. Uh, talking about abuse, we're not talking about um, you know criminal activities. We're talking about right. between consenting adults. Doesn't matter the gender. I don't give a shit. One thing I can that. tell you right now what is the, the foundation. The foundation of kink is consent and trust. Exactly. Believe it or not, so, I can tell you that from being in those circles. Those are two of the most important pillars right there: is consent and, and trust. But that also has to come through in your books. If you're going to read or write erotica books, it must come through in your books, in my view. Otherwise, you are delving into a completely different genre. That's criminal. That's abuse. And it has its place. But, you know, it's not my thing not to talk about. I don't really wish to talk about that sort of stuff. But so, you know, consent is a big thing. So, people, stay tuned. Uh, check out what C. Pels is talking about. And we will be back shortly. <laughs> Hi, bookers. Welcome to another author interview. One of my favorite times of the week. I get to meet new authors, give a voice to people that you may know, you may not know, you may really, really, really want to know. So I am am really humbled by this part of our podcast. Uh, Although I do like talking to David Acid and Cooper too. Hi, David. Hi, Zintra. How's it going? Fantastic. We love this time of the week, don't we? <laughs> we do indeed. We do. It's good. And, of course, our guest author this week is C. Pels. Uh, hi. Hello, darling. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I have had um, some – I wouldn't sit there and go, I know you that well yet, but I've, by the end of this interview, <laughs> I hope to know you a lot better. I, um, I'm intrigued. Let's put it this way. I am incredibly intrigued. I have done my research. I have uh, pulled up a few of your books and had a little bit of a squiz and uh, nearly slipped off the chair myself. So <laughs> you do you do some lovely writing. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> um, tell me, let's get straight into it. Tell me what first got you into writing. Well, I've been making stuff up since I can remember. So... Um, yeah, I've been telling stories in one way or another ever since I was a little, little child. And um, storytelling kind of became my way of communicating with the world because I had some learning disabilities. So it was easier for me to create a whole different world to live in than it was for me to talk about how things were. And I went from there into writing everything once I learned how to write. And it just sort of blew up from there. Uh, it's, that's amazing because uh, I, I don't often talk about my, my kids, but my youngest boy, 
Oh, it's my only boy. I have three girls and a boy. Oh, that's stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he has some learning difficulties and oh. he, communic- he communicates through stories. He has, I, I swear to God, I've never seen a creative mind like his. It is blows me out of the water. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm totally on board for him to become an author um, as he gets older. So, yeah, no, I, that, that's amazing. What a great way to start writing and communicating. Yeah, that's really well. cool. I... Sorry, say again. I was just saying it, it worked for me. It was the easiest way for me to actually communicate with other people well. Cool. So look, when, I mean, just sort of following that line of thought, do you, when, when you're writing, I suppose particularly when you're writing um, erotica, but I suppose generally, do, do you write for a particular audience? Do you, do you have someone in mind, male, female, or, or just general? Honestly, I write for myself, which I think sounds a little strange and maybe egotistical, but I don't mean it that way. Um, when I looked around at the erotica landscape in particular, I had a really hard time finding things that I liked reading. So I decided to write what I wanted to read. Ah, so this is a secret that I, I've seen a lot of people talk about is that they write, you know, if you can't find a book that you want to read, then write a book that you want to read. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and you write primarily erotica? Uh, for the time being, I actually have quite a few different genres that I'm dabbling in right now. But for the moment, I've been focused on erotica. So... I know this isn't on my list of questions, but I'm going to throw it in there anyway. David, just sure. go with me on this one, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. No problem. Okay, a little, little history here, book is, uh, we, of course, this particular podcast is about romance versus erotic writing, the differences between the lines, where are they, is it great, blah, 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 blah. And we threw ourselves on the mercy of the beautiful C. Pels to come and talk to us because she writes erotica and who better to get a groundwork in frame from than an author immersed in the glorious genre of erotica. Uh, so tell me, <laughs> what makes your books fall into the erotica genre as opposed to a romance or a steamy romance? Well, unfortunately, when I've read steamy romance, because romance by itself is usually not my bag, uh, but when I've read, re- uh, pardon, when I have read steamy romance, it's not at the same, oh, what's the nice way to say it? It's not That's at the same much. descriptive <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. It's just not as descriptive usually as I prefer. And so... My books are erotica, um, and they have a romance tinge to them throughout, but that's largely because when people screw, they're going to have feelings. So it happens, and I want it to be as realistic as it can be while still being a bit of a, an erotic fantasy. Yeah, that works. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, to, to, um, here's one that's, that's been kind of on my mind a little bit. When Fifty Shades came out, oh, no. it was absolutely it was absolutely it's been criticised to, to death. But mm-hmm. Particularly, some some uh, communities have kind of gone with the uh, the fact that it's this um, it, it betrays consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the fact that she sort of falls in love and is desperate to do what he wants just to get his attention is is crazy and it undermines all of that. So, 
when when you're writing do you pay much attention to how, how important are the characters motivations to you or is it more about what they're doing it is essential in my opinion um as a former professional mistress um to have enough context around a situation before it gets going because otherwise it could be read in any number of directions and that leaves you open to accusations of abuse and other problems so consent and motivations and context are 100 percent critical in writing anything about kink yeah you put on your when i went when i when i went researching um, you do put on your books uh, in the information part, consent positive and sex positive. And I loved yes. that. I thought that was really, really important that people understood that erotica doesn't mean abuse. Erotica does not mean uh, doing things that you don't agree with. Erotica is, you know, primarily to adults or females or whatever, whatever, whatever's going that's all on board. It's all consensual. It's all mm-hmm. for the same motivational purpose. They're exactly. there because they want to be there, not because they're forced to be there. And that is a very different genre than uh, erotica, in my view. In my view. And, and I completely agree. If you have something that is not consensual, it's not erotica, it's criminal fantasy porn. And exactly. that's a very different thing. And I wish that more people understood that that was a different thing because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into a book and gotten part of the way through and just flung it across the room because it was a non-consensual nightmare. And, yeah. or, and Or he's the rogue hero and he takes her by force and it's supposed to be romantic. That's insane. I'm sorry. That's insane. So no, I, that's a very specialist audience that we probably don't want to be writing for or encouraging to be fair. Exactly. Exactly. That used to be the standard in romance and erotica and any blurring of those genres. And it was terrible. So see, this, like is, this is where the percent. Yeah, this is where a lot of gray, this is my podcast. This is why we're doing it. Uh, this is where a lot of gray matter comes into it. Is it? There is a stigma attached to erotica being that that means, you know, whips and chains and somebody's <laughs> screaming out because they don't want to be there and blah, 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 blah. And that is not the case at all. Yep. But you were right, right up until the doesn't want to be there bit. That's mm-hmm. what well, kills it. <laughs> look, I've got nothing against whips and chains. And, and the fact that C. Powers was a former mistress just, oh, I'm, I'm, <sighs> just that's earning money performing a valuable service to the community there's nothing wrong with that and you get to you get to dress up and wear good boots where does that get old it, it doesn't get old it does not get old that's I, oh i fucking love it i just swear to god it's just ah <laughs> oh, yay anyway back to the back to the pictures <laughs> focus off the leather um, and you're back in the room i am i'm back in the room i'm back here uh, what were we talking? Oh, look, let's get on to another question. <laughs> oh, God. This so, while is having a fit of the giggles, today, I swear to God. Can, can, so, can you tell us, in, in, in your opinion, because yeah, this, this whole show is about the difference between romance and erotica, would you say, is there a place in erotica for romance, or are they completely separate? 
they are definitely entwined. When you have people screwing, they're bound to develop feelings. It just happens if it happens for long enough. And if for no other reason than chemical reasons and whatnot, and I do believe that people can have their fuck buddies and everything else, and that's great. But if that continues on for too long, feelings develop. And thus, erotica and romance do very much entwine. But it doesn't seem, okay, I get it, and and I'd also don't get it. <laughs> well, I think it's also a matter of plot. I think yeah, that if yeah, yeah. you want it to work out that way, it can. I don't think that it has to. Okay, so do you class then, and I mean, I'm really, I'm, Please tell me to fuck off if I ever ask a question. That's, I mean, this is off context. I don't. I mean, it's not. It's on context, people. It's on context. <laughs> off the questions because we do send our authors uh, a group of questions, and then I get all like, "Oh, let's go on this way." Um, that erotica versus porn. Then mm-hmm. are they the same? Not necessarily. See, sort of like, where, where's the erotica well, versus between khakis and chinos? You know, not all khakis are chinos, but pretty much all chinos are khakis. And with Uh. erotica, (laughs) you have some erotica that is just purely porn. It is just the physical act. And honestly, some of it just reads like a how-to manual. And that's fine. If that's what you're looking for, great. Um, But not all porn is erotic. There's some porn that is just... Porn? Yes. Yeah. See, this is where I get, because, okay, you, it's, it's like almost a grading. You get your romance, which is, you know, boy meets girl. They fall in love. They have a fight. They kiss. They make up. They get married. Oh, okay, great. Uh, and then you get a steamy romance. You know, boy meets girl. They fall in love. They have a couple good fucks. They have a fight. They have a fuck. They get back together. Whoop. Okay, great. You know? And then you get, <laughs> you know what I mean? That it grades it up. And, and it seems to be. The further you get towards porn, the less there needs to be a story involved. Mm-hmm. And probably the, the, there's less emotion involved. It, it's less about what the characters are feeling and thinking, and it is much more clinically about what they're doing. Yes. I would have thought. Yes, Where erotica word. will have a story to it or can have more of a story to it, depending on the grading of the erotica. Oh, there's so much grey matter in here. I love it. <laughs> so Fifty Shades of Grey actually was a good title even if we didn't appreciate the book it was accurate it was definitely accurate as far as that goes see Fifty Shades of Grey to me is not an erotica novel Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey to me steamy romance a borderline abuse steamy romance yeah I was going to say that's probably the nicest way to describe it <laughs> steamy romance yeah. Uh, yeah but it's not to yeah. me it's not erotica it's uh, a a steamy romance with an underlying or you know quite relevant line of abuse to it personally mm-hmm. if, in, in my interpretation and if I get a heap of hate mail about Fifty Shades of Grey bring it on bookers oh, I love it yeah um, yeah I've spoken out on Fifty uh, several times it's just not anything that I enjoy reading ah and this this is the beauty about writing, isn't it? That 
um, we all have our own different tastes. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, talk about a, a juggernaut of success. For, oh, certainly. Uh, you know, she's, she's rolling back going, no hassle at all. I don't care who likes it, who doesn't like it. I I'm, I'm made it, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's epic. And, and as far as um, indie authors, she was an indie author, made it big. She's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the one who's paved a lot of journeys for us as indie authors to follow along. So absolutely, um, totally massive kudos to the woman. Uh, just not my kind of book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like my leather and lace. I get that. But, you know, <laughs> I, I want to I be present and accepting of such leather and lace. But anyway, and I like my men a little bit more inked. Anyway, different subject. Move <laughs> on. Um... <laughs> So while while Zintra's collecting her corsets and, and trying to try to find her words again, uh, Sana, when you when you're sitting down to write, what inspires you? Where does your inspiration come from? A lot of it comes from my own life and my own experiences uh, in in the business, so to speak. Um, and then, as far as the bigger picture elements of all of it, uh, it it's. It's a lot of things, but largely it is this fantasy that I've had for a very long time about running a resort where people can do, adults can do, whatever it is that they want to do. And so that's... So this is Jurassic Park rather than Jurassic Park? Yes, yes. Something along those lines, but football, of course. And uh, more kink. So... That's sort of the basis for how I've set up a lot of my series, um, mm-hmm. all of my main series. And uh, that's where it goes on from in the first season and then the second season, which I'm editing right now. Um, it, it just sort of grows from there. So cool. So Dirty University follows a whole series of years and, and, and the doctors start fooling around Actually, more and more as time goes series. by. My main series is that those are my series over on Smashwords and I'm adding to those as well. But then I also have a series over on Amazon, which is a longer, bigger series. Is that the Twisted Princesses? Nope. No. This one is all based around the uh, life of a particular girl uh, named Colette Hemming. And she finds herself in this world of sex and debauchery and has a grand old time. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Excellent. All right. Let's play a game, authors. Let's play a game. Uh, you are deserted on an island. Uh, you may take three things with you. They may only be able to fit into a duffel bag. You cannot bring a house. You cannot bring your family members unless you want to chop them up. That's a different genre altogether. Oh, can I read you my list? (laughs) We needed Caleb for that one. He's the horror guy. Um, So it has to be able to fit in a duffel bag. Uh, And let's go guess first. See, Pels, what would you bring to an island? What three things would you bring to a deserted island? Uh, Okay, well, I am pale as hell, so I'd bring sunblock. Um, I would bring a pop-up hammock. And probably the latest by Christopher Moore. Nice. Nice. So you're in for a lovely relaxing time on your deserted island. I like it. I like That's it. I'm going for David, what would you bring to the deserted island? 
<clears throat> so being terribly practical, I would bring a good blade, a good strong blade, so I can cut down trees and make rope and life fires and do all that kind of practical stuff. I would bring a bottle of fine 18-year-old single malt whiskey. Mm. That would have to be in the bag. And then, I suppose perhaps again, I would have a laptop with a solar <laughs> charger so I could write. Oh, God, you're so practical and classy. Look at you. Oh. See, Pels is all like, I'm relaxing in a hammock with my book. And you're all like, mm, I've got my whiskey and my, my laptop. Uh, whiskey for inspiration, laptop to write on. That's a perfect thing. And then thing. there's Sintra's Island. Sintra's Island. All right, what do I bring to an island that's three? I bring in a bottle of vodka, a vibrator, and Wilson and the basketball. Because uh, <laughs> if I'm going to die, trust me, I'm going with the smile on my face. Very, very nice. nice. Very nice. <laughs> So I was, where I'm going on my island. I would um, like to point right. out on your list, there is one flaw, yeah. one tiny flaw. Um, vibrators are great and wonderful, and they're everybody's friend. However, on an island, you're going to get sand in places you do not want sand. Oh, damn it. Can I bring logic to my <laughs> island? I don't I'm know what I was saying. thinking. I'm a fiction writer. Look, surely that just inspires creativity. <laughs> I'm a fiction writer. There's no Keep it clear on my the island. Yeah, it's right. a challenge. I have self-cleaning aspects. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think, we're thinking of that, that you know, uh, waterfall cascading down the cliff, tropical. There's no sound in a waterfall. You can have fun. See, David's got the classic image going along too. So I've done totally like Blue Lagoon then. I'm dating myself, but totally Blue Lagoon with a vibrator. Although... It'd have to be a wet one, one that, you know, waterproof, waterproof. Of course. All right. This is far too much information about myself going on here. <laughs> anyway, see, Pels, my darling, where can our lookers or bookers find you? Where can they find you? I am on Smashwords and Amazon. And it is and of uh, Kindle Unlimited. It's what? Oh, um, Kindle Unlimited? Yes fantastic that's always a great place and of course your twitter handle at cpels2 c the letter p the letter e l l s 2 yes yes come stalk her find her tell her that you heard her on what the book and um buy her books let's get all <laughs> saucy and slip off chairs together i love it <laughs> um Thank you for joining us, CPELS. I cannot express my gratitude for uh, your ability to be spontaneous and just jump on board when I come and go, oh, will you come be my author this week? I am always happy to help women come and go. Oh, God, you say the right things. I tell you right now, you just made my day with that one statement. <laughs> oh, David, anything. Where can we find you, David? Tell the bookers. Oh, find me on Twitter at Kung Fu Ponda. Uh, CPELS, it, it's been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of reading. <laughs> Thank you both so much. I really Possibly appreciate it. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And of course, bookers, you're listening to What the Book, find us, reply to us, feedback us, stalkers, subscribe to us. You know what platform you're on. Um, let's get back to the main podcast now. Thanks, guys. Thank you. 
Welcome back, bookers. We're getting hot and steamy with Zintra in the backseat of her car. We're talking romance and erotica. And Caleb, the next time we get to interview a professional dominatrix, it will be your interview to run. Oh, man, thank you so much. That can be my birthday and Christmas present right there. Steve Pels was fantastic. I loved talking to her. I um I hope everybody grabs her books and uh, learns how or what is so delicious about erotica books. Uh, and, uh, yes, I am still hot and steamy in the backseat of my car. God, Jesus. God damn it, it's hot in Queensland. Or maybe it's our discussion. It could be our discussion. Of course, bookers, we are talking romance versus erotica. Uh, again, I am I'm chucking out warnings because <laughs> – there is still language to be held. And we, we we tend to keep our first half of the podcast structured. We, we try to keep on topic. Uh, and the second half of our podcast after the, the fantastic author interviews uh, is free form. So there is no structure to this. So wherever these boys take this this discussion, I'm holding innocence. I'm putting, I'm putting my halo on. I'm giving it a polish. <laughs> I've got no idea where we're headed. Uh, <laughs> Zintra, you you polish away, and we'll we'll just watch. That's fine. <laughs> what 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 are we doing? What are we talking about? Well, let me ask y'all a question real quick. Right. Yeah, y'all ever seen that movie Exit to Eden or read the book called Eden? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, now. So, have y'all ever heard of the Other World Kingdom? No. No. Oh, get out your Googlers, boys and girls. We going on a field trip. <laughs> Look up other world king. I won't tell you about this place, boy. This place is wild. It, it actually doesn't exist anymore, but what am I Googling? Other world other world kingdom. Other world kingdom. Okay. Oh god. I feel like I need to um put on a hazmat suit. Do I need to So I'm not using the works laptop, we're fine. It's got its own Wikipedia page, so it can't be that it bad. Has right? indeed. No, no. It's, 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 so the other world kingdom was an a large commercial BDSM and femdom facility. Tremendous. That's I, was, a public service. I was going to editorialize, but you just went right off the Wikipedia page. All right. Um, but yeah, it was actually attempting to be a sovereign nation at one point. Unfortunately for it, it was not recognized by any other nations. Therefore, it could not technically be a sovereign nation. It was actually part of Prague, I think, technically. Um, and it was essentially a resort. Um, based around Fimdam S&M. And, uh, man, if I could have ever taken a trip over there, I would have, man. I'd have spent a month over there. Based yeah. on Ruled people. over by Queen Patricia oh. I. Wait, wait, wait. Not a god. I like this. Based on BDSM and male sexual slavery. I could right, probably get down with some male sexual slavery. And, and uh, any uh, country well, that has a currency of the Oh, man. You would have liked it over there then, Centra, because it was all about that. Male sexual slavery. See, that that in itself is rather titillating. The possibility well, I, uh, as a female is just delightful. Yeah, it was a, um, a matriarchy over there. It had its own money, um, even though the money was not recognized anywhere else in the world. It had no exchange rate. But while you were there, it was essentially like, I guess, think of store credit. And... Um, yeah, I mean, 
I would have gone, man. That would have been, I would have definitely gone over there and slaved away for a month or so, like over a summer, if I had me a disposable income and I could just afford to go worship Queen Patricia for a month or two. That would have been a fun, but a great story for later on in life. But sadly, I do believe they folded and sold the property to like a resort company. And now the other world kingdom, I think, is it only exists in website form now. Wow. But hey, potentially there is a crossover with a boner book coming. (laughs) (laughs) How how would Carr do over there? Oh, you know what? Um, Well, Carr's a very, very dominant male type character. I am not sure the Reaper is going to play along well with the femdom. I don't think that he is a you know, kneel and kiss my feet kind of reaper. Uh, yeah, no, no, not, not, not car. Car's not going to fly like that. Well, certainly the dragon boys might have fun. Well, there's one dragon boy that probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written his story yet. He could be. There you go. You just never know. You just never know. Inspiration from Queen Patricia herself. Look at Anna. But, um... So a few years, well, this is damn it's a long time ago now. She realized how I'm fucking getting old now. But um, about a year before I met my wife, um, when I was still single and in the army and just goddamn just trying to get it all out my system, I hooked up with a group called Touch of Leather. I feel like I put on a safety, a safety seatbelt before this discussion starts. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you, it was kind of like that other world kingdom type thing, except they threw monthly parties out there. It was very cool. And I mean, that's where I learned a lot of behind the scenes things about the kink scene when I got into it and met so many people and got to experience so much stuff. Like I got pegged one time and I'm going to tell you something. If I'd have been a dinosaur after that night, I'd have been a mega sore ass. But um, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. No. <laughs> Wait for that one to kick in on you. Um, but no, um. What I what I loved about it is how much like for one thing I'll tell anybody out there if you got kinky tendencies to you, um, you can't go into that shit in a hurry because that ain't how it works. Don't just show up there and lay your ass across the table and say who wants to spank me, and because that goes into like what I was talking about before. There's a lot of trust and a lot of consent that goes into it. Um, it's a very it's it's. I mean, S&M, when done consensually and properly, is almost a paradox in itself. It's almost like how altruism is considered a paradox. Um, S&M is kind of the same thing in the sense that because it's all consens- uh, consensual-based, is there truly ever a dominant or a submissive? Um, so it's almost like because you know anybody can stop it. There's always a safe word. Nobody is ever truly held captive. Um, and that's when I guess that the just that connection gets in with that person to where, yes, you are, you always have the safe word, you can always shut it down. But when you merge with that person just the right way, oh, yeah, you don't want it to end. And, uh, and, and the art of being a, a, a true dom is to be creative and sympathetic to what that other person craves and needs. So if you're working with a sub, you you do it for them more than you do it for yourself. See, I guess with the with the the dom factor and the sub factor, um, it's it's not where either, as as Kayla was just saying that it's not where one is 
truly dominant in per se because both are fulfilling the requirements that the other person needs. Uh, so it's it's a role play that ends up with all parties and it's not just two, it's not just, you know, there's no gender, there's no number, there's no whatever to this. It's whatever whatever you feel and in a consensual situation are, are able to do um, as long as everybody's fulfilled and comes out with a smile on their face, I guess. Right. Well, <laughs> I... I um I dated um a woman that I met through Touch Love for about maybe two months um, and she was a dominant and you know on my kink spectrum I'm a submissive, um I'm submissive in the scene sense like yeah when it's time to do that kinky foreplay I like to be the one you know on my knees I'm not a submissive individual like in my day to day life, but you know when it comes to kinky time yeah I likes to be beat up. And it, it, what we did is, you know, we always worked out scenes and that's what a lot of it is. You know, they call it scenes where you kind of sit down and you're like, okay, what, what do you want to do? You discuss your hard limits, your soft limits and, and things like that. Like I could never get into electricity. Like that was always a hard limit for me. They had this thing called a violet wand and it shocks you. And I was always like, no, 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 I don't want that. And in a proper relationship right there, if it's a hard limit, there's no question. It's not like, oh, you should try it. You don't know because that's disrespecting somebody's limits. You don't try to debate them out of it. You don't try to talk them out of it. It's just like, okay, they don't want to do this. It's off the table. No questions asked. And so writing, writing a scene, you'd reflect that. At least you'd hint at the, at the, the genuine consent before you wrote about the fantastic crackly noise it makes. And, oh, let's just try that. Yeah, okay. It's a little like the, the old joke about the, the difference between a sadist and a masochist is a masochist would say, oh, beat me, beat me. And the sadist would just say, no. Yeah, that's it. That that's kind of sums it up. And, you know, and to put it almost in a literary sense, I mean, like the difference with the difference between an erotica scene and a kidnap torture scene is consent. Mm. To put it the easiest way right there. You know, the minute that, you know, if you're tied up and you're getting whooped as I have been, and you say the safe word, and if they just keep going, guess what? It's not kink anymore. You are now just being yeah, tortured. Assault. Mm. Right. And it's all and consent is that that is the fucking linchpin. That's the one thing that holds kink together and keeps and makes it function is the fact that nobody is true. You have a top personality and a bottom personality, but there's always it's always two people relating to each other. And that's, I guess, where the kink uh, community had a bit of an issue with Fifty Shades of Grey because consent wasn't um, as clear as it possibly should have been in order for that to be a true um, erotica book or movies. Uh, yeah, nobody likes to be misrepresented. No, no. So, and, and that was an issue with that particular one. I um, what was it? Was the word that uh, that I had? I, I did get educated by David. What, what was it? The word? It was rack. Am I a rack? What did rack stand for? So rack, I'm told, is uh, definitely widespread amongst uh, the kink community. Uh, risk aware consensual kink, risk. which is all about you don't go into something unless you know. Uh, like Caleb, you know that you're not really keen on the idea of being getting electric shocks. 
So if you were to consent to it, you'd have to understand what you were consenting to. The whole point of RAC is that you, you don't just say yes, that's not consent. You've got to know what it's about and then you're fine. Because I've seen yeah. I've seen some images, you know. I did a lot of research. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not quite as open as what Caleb is on all of this subject, obviously. Um, but you know, I did a little image searching, and some of those images that involve rope, uh, I sit there and think, oh, "Fuck, that just looks uncomfortable." I don't care where that's that's just uncomfortable. You're, 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 you're not a shibari girl. Oh, <laughs> such a disappointment. Oh, the OWK got a Twitter. Yo, the OWK has a Twitter account. I'm almost tempted to follow it. It's not. Oh, they don't even have a fucking verified Twitter. That sucks. Look, they tried to be a verified country and they can't even get a verified Twitter. Shit. Come on, OWK. So I just sit there, you know, and rack. So you've got risk aware consensual kink. See, that works for me because if you're aware of what you're getting into and you're cool with it, more power to you have fun um it's just making sure that everything is consensual between adults of course we are strictly talking adults and it goes back to what c pals was talking about towards the end of our interview about being consent positive yeah everyone get out there have fun do whatever it is you like to do find someone who'll do it to you with you for you by you near you video you doing it, whatever it is but everyone involved has to be able to consent and give consent. So all that all that rubbish about Fifty Shades of Grey, um, a lot of the controversy, in fact, was because the uh, the, the leading character, the, the heroine of the piece, ended up doing things and agreeing to do things simply because she wanted to be with Charles Grey, not because she actually necessarily understood or, or gave real consent. See, I think at heart, I'm more of a romance girl. <laughs> I think this is where I'm coming. Well, look, you go on over to at OWK Real, and then you can get a better idea whether you know if you kink or romance, because they got the first video they got on here is some dudes running around pulling people on uh, rickshaws. Uh, what is it? Nice. At-, um, at OWK Real. I'm going to follow them. Fuck it. Y'all need to follow these people. All oh, right, maybe they can get enough follow. Maybe they'll follow me back. They follow a lot of people back. Come on, OWK admins. Follow back the king of schlock. Just a OWK? That's it? Yeah, O-W-K-R-E-A-L. Oh, R-E-A-L. I didn't get the last part. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, yeah. they got a woman out there whipping this man while another dude holding an umbrella over her so she don't get well. Oh, I love that. Man, that's polite right there. He's a nice guy. <laughs> He's like, let me, he oh. let me hold your umbrella here, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, she's on the, I get that now, I could totally, I've got, I've got such a sci-fi beats, I could totally rock the image, I've got corsets, I've got the boots, I just need the rickshaw and the dude in the leather G-string, that's all, and we're off, I'm sure the street and will, we're off, <laughs> but remember, <laughs> you, you're not allowed to laugh unless it's at his expense, if you just get the giggles, that's not part of the scene. Oh, it's his bridle around his mouth and head too. It's okay. Uh, Well, they got one where she got like they she got like spiked gloves or something, and she just going at this dude's fucking nipple. See, I like to have my nipples pinched, but I don't think I'd like to have like sharp goddamn knife fingers jabbing at it. Just a nice pinch. I don't need no slicing. 
don't you know Edward Scissorhands going on there? No. no, I ain't never had my nipples pierced. I've had my ears pierced. That's about it. Now, I, I, love, I love boots. Boots are my thing. I, I, not into high heels as in stilettos, but if you're talking boots, a nice, sexy pair of leather boots, that's Like me. the Doc Martens? Like them flat bottom ones? No, 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 no. Let's go heels on my boots if I'm feeling sexy. So you didn't have like the pair of combat boots back in the day? You Gen X just like me. I know you had a pair of fucking combat boots. Oh, I know. I have Doc Martens. I have my, they're for my signings. They're signing events. Cause honestly, if I'm at a signing for 10 hours, uh, greeting fans and whatever else, I do not want to be in stiletto heels. That shit just hurts your ass. Something fierce. Uh, so I have Doc Martens for signings. Uh, but if I'm, you know, going to an event that's say more on a, um, a dinner type event for booking or whatever else, uh, up will come the boots with the, the stiletto heels. This guy's ass is red raw. Holy crap. Bro, I was going to say, you can put like <laughs> fucking Twitter, let you put like legit porn on it. God damn, dude. Twitter is fucking a lot cooler than people give it credit for, man. Shit. His, his ass is red, red raw. Oh. I don't even, how is he going to sit down for the next Week. I got a spank. I got I got I got spanked like that one time, and I'm gonna tell you something. It, it, it ain't that bad. Really? Because that ass looks, cheeks get over I just, it. <laughs> it just looks painful. Oh, but God. it's one of them good pains. But it's a good pain. It's like one of them things when you leave and you drive. And I used to go out with this dominant chick that lived out in Mobile, Alabama, and I would drive from New Orleans to Mobile just to go get abused by her. And I'd be riding all the way back to New Orleans afterwards. I'd be sitting in my seat with a sore ass, and I'd be like, "Damn, this is nice. It's like I'm just taking her home with me, kind of like she's still spanking me." Oh, Good time. Man. All right, all right. I you had know, fun when I was. It, it, it's like it's like a postcard that you can keep. Damn right. <laughs> well, she gave me a fucking hickey on my nipple one time. I think my nipple. You heard of the purple nipple? I had like, I don't even know what the hell you call that shit. It was all kind of colors. I had rainbow nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, all right. Oh, breathe. I. But but all of that is just amazing material that you can write about. Oh. You, you damn inspiration sweet. for a whole load of books. Z is so let's very talk. hot in the back of her truck right now, boy. I'm just scrolling through this. I'm I'm glad I followed these people, man. I'm, I'm gonna just scroll on through this shit. <sighs> Now, <laughs> just all right. Moving this, on, I mean, David had some definitions or some shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Let's... <laughs> uh, look, so so one of the things that has always look, sex is funny. Okay, uh, there are more names and terms for the various parts of the body that get involved and the acts and the sensations than you can shake a stick at. Whether you're going to call it. Um, yeah, a purple helmet or a pink oboe, right the way through to Shatner's bassoon. There's creative, wonderful names you can use for anything involved. Now, it probably breaks reader immersion in serious erotica. You may not want to go there. But my favorite, favorite ever publication is The Profanosaurus from the guys who did Viz. So if you've never checked that out, it's... Um, at the Profanisaurus on the Twitter. It's all over the internet, but some of these are just gorgeous. So if you have that one open, I think probably 
we should perhaps begin. I, I think Caleb here is one for you. Would, would you like to define flappetite? Okay, let me see where we add on. I'm looking at the page. Hold on. So, uh, yeah, scrolling from the top. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. Flappetite's where we start. <laughs> All right. Now, flappetite is defined as a healthy appetite for flaps from flap plus appetite. What the fuck is a flap? Help me out here. <laughs> Zintra could probably tell you if she wasn't laughing. Somebody tell me what a flap is. Uh, occasionally referred to as the beef curtain. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The gate, the gateway to gotcha, paradise. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, yeah, I've always had a healthy flap tape. Look, I got oh, a long I'm look. I got a long to tongue, and I can breathe through my ears. The fuck is help me? I'm, I'm out of my league. Right. Let's just go down the list here. Who wants to do Ruby work? Well, well, then I, I think probably, probably Zintra should tell us about a knob snob. A knob snob. Oh lord. Okay, a knob snob is a, is a noun. Who would have thought? Um, a lady who won't get into bed for less than 10 inches. Look, fuck, I agree. You know, I swear to God. It works. <laughs> well, look, if you, add my, if you add the dick and the tongue, I got more than 10 inches. You got to add them together, though. Boy, right. size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it, and you've got more than a cock. So, you know, 10 inches up, whatever, but, you know. <laughs> Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, oh gosh. How, all right. Who wants to take? All right. So, David, I'm going to give you oh, this one. David. I'm going to give you this crazy one. Join the Soil Association. Tell us that verb. Uh, so, too. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> Oh, this is so ossified. God, I love it. This, this one's fantastic because to join the Soil Association is to befoul one's grundies. I do beg your pardon. I just bent over to tie my shoelaces <laughs> and accidentally joined the Soil Association. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yes. Dogger, Fisher, German bike, rain, 1006. Good, rising slowly. Oh, I don't understand any of that <laughs> shit, but that's fucking shit. It's funny. You have to have heard radio in the UK for the last 20 years. That's the shipping forecast. <laughs> Add, with the added quote of, what oh, do you beg your pardon? <laughs> now, Grundy's is such an Aussie term. I don't know if it's a UK term. What's a Grundy? Is that a UK is that pants or something? It, yeah, it comes from your, it comes from your undies. It's your knickers. It's your panties. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't think Americans use the word Grundy's. Uh, I'm not sure in the UK. I'd have to defer to, to David. But certainly Thanks. in Australia, Grundy's is uh, a common use for your underwear, generally towards, you know, more juvenile term, but still, it's a Grundy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to read this one right here. I'm going to read this one right here because I don't understand half the fucking words in it. But here we go. Uh, Smells like Jillian uh-huh. McKeith's Tupperware Cupford. I don't know who Jillian McKeith is. All right. <laughs> Something that is distinctly yeah. malodorous based on a completely untrue rumor that the eminent, fully qualified dietitian takes home all the stool she examines on her teleprograms. And then secretly eats them. What in the fuck did I just read? <laughs> so Gillian McKeith had a TV show where she would interview people who had bad digestion and diet problems. Oh, Look up no, who that is. No Hold matter on. who she, no matter who she talked to, it was always she would take a stool sample. So yes, men like Gillian McKeith's Tupperware is that that's a known thing. But I think uh, actually, Caleb, I, I I challenge you for this one. Uh-huh. You would care to find the definition of a Dutch afterburner. Okay, is that on the page here? Oh, 
It is. Uh, oh, here we go. Dutch afterburner. Okay, here we go. Dutch afterburner. It is a noun. Noun. The romantic act of having your girlfriend fart in your mouth and blowing it up her nose. That's going to take some arranging. You're damn right. That's a lot of logistics going on that shit. Well, you got to be gassy and you got to know how to control your breathing. Like, I feel like people who sing or do a lot of public speaking probably be good at this. You got to know how to work the lungs and diaphragm on that one. I can imagine it being an operatic move, definitely. Hey, Centra, tell us what a Mediterranean tetley is. <laughs> He's dying in the back of a car right now. Oh, God, what am I looking up? Mediterranean tetley. I looked up a duck sucker, and I like the sound of that one, but okay. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, God, it's so hot. Mediterranean tetley. That's a noun. Oh, good. Went on one's holiday, suffering from the squishes <laughs> and not minded to locate a lavatory, going for a paddle with the intention of letting the bowels go through the perforated <laughs> netting lining of one's swimming shorts. <laughs> letting the flavour oh, flood out. Letting the flavour flood, flood out. Holy shit. Um, the one that uh, literally. Quickly, before we move on to a quick search game. Oh, God, I'm hyperventilating in the back seat of my car. Uh, dust sucker, a noun. A woman who prefers to take her romantic pleasures with a more mature gentleman caller. See, I like that one. I get that one. So oh, that's quite sucker. sweet. I get it. I go, yeah. All right. You like the dude with the silver hair. I get it. Nice. Move on. Radio. Oh, God. <sighs> but, yes, if ever, if ever you were looking for a euphemism, to just spice up that scene you were writing, check out the Profanosaurus. Oh. It's really quite special. All right. Let's get to a quick search. Game, All right. Sintra, Sintra, we have a special one for Lord. you. Um, and so if you go to latest and search for Mrs. Felch. Oh, this is going to kill me. This F kills me every time. Mrs. I'm... MRS. I'm... Mrs. MRS. Felch. F-E-L-C-H. There's a classic I think you will love to read out. F-E-L-C-H? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Felch. Oh, Lord, help me. I swear to God. First one? Uh, latest. I'm in under latest. From Kelm Lagerfelch? At Lagerfelch? Uh, Mrs. Felch. There's only two that have popped up on her. This one has images. <laughs> I was wondering, this has images. It does not. Where am I? Mrs. Felch. It's not. It's not coming up. F E L C H. Mrs. Mm -hmm. Felch. Mrs. Felch. Ken Lagerfelt. Oh. Yes. Hello. That's some lovely cooking. Oh. <laughs> Tell us what he says. Mrs. Felch has prepared a sausage casserole for us tea. Can't wait to nosh on these big boys. That's a very erotic-looking sausage in a casserole. <laughs> very good. Oh, Lord. All right, David, I guess I'm sending one your sausage. way now. Um, now we'll find something good for mm -hmm. you right here. All right, we're going to go look at... Oh, yes. Yeah, right here. Look up. 
Hold on. I'm going to double check before I send you over there and make sure I'm sending you somewhere good. Yeah. Okay. So type in splash femdom. Two words. Splash. Second second word word, femdom. Mm F-E-M-D-O-M. This is going to get messy. Do you want want to do top? And that's going to be Goddess Bell. Goddess Bell. Oh, God. uh, oh uh, I, my top one is George. Uh, Goddess Bell. Goddess Bell. Momento, por favor. The top one for Splash Feminine. Like- That's what you typed in, right? Well, yeah. I don't know why you ain't finding it then. All right, look up. Uh, <laughs> just look up at. Oh, you got oh, it? Goddess okay. Bell. Yeah, Goddess, Goddess Bell. Bell. No, no. I'm. So, Goddess Bell at worship underscore Bell, delightful young lady. <laughs> delightful is, young lady. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, highly intelligent with a well formed personality. I'm going to get these boots filthy just to watch over you and watch you lick every single grain of dirt and splash of mud from them so I can laugh in your face as you're on your knees doing so. Caleb, I can see why you sent me that one. She she looks worth a follow. Definitely you gonna click not. that follow on Mistress on Goddess Bell? If you click it, I'll click. Well, it, it I agree. I'm gonna follow. To listen, y'all listen out there. Y'all Definitely. follow Worship underscore Bell. That's Bell with an E at the end, by the way. I'm gonna follow her. Y'all should too. It is, and, and if you were looking for a financial dominatrix and sadistic brat in your life, she seems ideal. <laughs> Bruh, bruh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm trying to find. Oh, listen, she has a good oh, one right here. She God. says, Your consciousness is slowly coming under my control, feeding your desires, relinquishing without any struggle at all. Whether it's rubbing my feet, licking my sheets clean, or being my personal footrest, I'll find the perfect use for you. It's like one of those fucking motivational infomercials. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. Now, now this is a hardworking young lady who is trying to build her brand and just encourage male slaves to pay her lots of cash. We shouldn't. I'm not dissing at all. Shit, if I was still single, I might reach out to her. Shit. <laughs> I don't have the right equipment that she wants, so I don't think that I'm going to reach out to her. But um, all right, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull this into an ending now. <laughs> I am literally a ball of sweat in the backseat of my car. So, and I'm not quite sure if it's because it's hot in Queensland or I'm hot because of this discussion. Uh, one or the other. I'm not sure. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Where can the bookers find us? Caleb, where can they find Oh, man, you? you can find me on my knees worshipping all the mistresses of the world <laughs> at <laughs> Banning K1979 on Twitter. That is B-A-N-N-I-N-G-K-1979 on Twitter. Instagram is K underscore Banning underscore Kellum. And, of course, K Banning Kellum, author, horror or, uh, author of horror over on my Facebook group. Y'all come on over there and check me out on your knees right. all right david <laughs> you will find me hovering over a comfortable warm massage table at kung fu ponder all right and z well you find type in cynthia sullivan she's holding the whip she ain't fucking on her knees she's holding the whip she's gonna whip somebody's ass into shape if she's gonna go somewhere it's on top Dom 
every time. All right, at Cynthia Sullivan, find me wherever. I don't know, we're there. Uh, and, of course, the What The Book Facebook page. Uh, what The Book Twitter page. We don't have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page, uh, a WTB podcast. Uh, check us out. Make sure whatever platform you're listening to us on, on Spotify or Apple or Anchor or wherever, uh, subscribe. Give us some reviews. Get our stars up. Uh, help us out as we try to navigate our way through the genres and share our incredibly vast knowledge <laughs> with you all. We also have a Discord <laughs> if you guys want to come in and talk to us in real time. We do have a Discord. Yes. Check out uh, the link to it can be found on the What the Book podcast Twitter page or just hit any one of us up and say, hey, dumbass, where's the link to the goddamn Discord? And we'll get that for you. Uh, come in there, check it out. We're going to try to set up some times to chit chat in there. It's a little bit dead at the moment, but as soon as we get it filled with some damn bookers, we will be in there to chit chat with y'all. So for now, help us build our own other world kingdom right there inside of our discord. <laughs> the, the, the king of schlock. Oh God, help me. All right. Like last words. What have we got? Last words before we go, boys. Anything? Ah, oh, look, it, it, romantic, it's all about feelings. Erotica, it's all about sensation in and everything in between in my book. Okay. Um, one time uh, I licked that girl's boots out in the Taco Bell parking lot, the one from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> and uh, that was really nice. And this redneck even pulled by in a truck and was all like, what y'all doing? And I'm like, I'm licking boots. Duh, what's it look like? That's all. <laughs> Nothing because I fucking don't have anything. Okay, I'm going. See you. Good night. Guys.